WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Speaking of uh, Jagorific, uh, what was the deal with this Patricia interview, and does he still have a role with the Patriots? I think he is, at this juncture, from what I've gathered, kind of untethered. He's, he's not with the Patriots. They, you know, Robert Kraft, not on the record, but certainly characterized a level of respect for Patricia and Joe Judge as coaches and guys. So I don't think they're persona non grata, but I don't know if they have an exact role for him. I, I think that he would be a little bit radioactive if he were to have any involvement with the offense at all. The defense seems kind of set. Does he come back in an Ernie Adams role? I think he's exploring his options. And, you know, sometimes in the NFL you see favors done to keep guys' names, quote-unquote, in the mix. I'm not saying that that's what the Denver Broncos did with Patricia, but they very quickly hired Vance Joseph. So you do a favor for an agent, you do a favor for a, a, a coach, have him in for an interview, keeps his name in circulation, shows what his disposition is for getting another job. Um, it could have been that. It could have been concrete. Tom Curran with us yesterday here on Jones and Mego with Arkan on WEEI. If you missed any of that interview, you can go back and listen on the podcast anytime. Just subscribe to Jones and Mego with Arkan on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcasts. We've talked a lot of Bruins on the show today. We're all a thumbs up on the Bruins being not only all in, but the specific trades they made for Orloff and Garnett Hathaway. Bruins better not blow it now, I would say. But we're all all in on the Bruins being all in. Now, we discussed the Celtics, their win last night. Jason Tatum showed a little toughness. Joe Mazzula still crazy as ever. And uh, we've talked some Patriots on the show as well, which we'll do more of here. You can jump in at 617-779-7937. But uh, I guess before we dive into this, I'm told we have some breaking news. Yes, we do. Uh, According to NHL player safety, Brad Marchand has been fined $5,000, the maximum allowable under the CBA for tripping Oliver Bjorkstrand last night on that slew foot. So we actually... Um, Five grand. We actually didn't talk about this earlier. We were were discussing this in the Slack channel. I kind of forgot he even did this last night. This is late in the game. There were actually two goals four on four late in the third period uh, where Seattle went in front and then the Bruins tied it before getting the game winner from DeBrusque, where Marchand slew footed... Uh, Bjorkstrand, that's his name? Yes. From Seattle, you know, kicked the skates out from under him. And Marshan's been fined for this. This is now the third time he's been fined for a slew foot. He was penalo- uh, suspended, rather, for it for three games a few years ago, maybe last year. I forget. I put all this in the uh, the Slack channel earlier today. But he's been suspended for it. He's been fined for it. I, I assumed a suspension was incoming for Brad Marshan, given who he is, given his history with the Department of Player Safety, given his history with this specific infraction. I assumed he was going to get a suspension, so I'd say he's very fortunate to get just a, a fine here. What's the number again? Five thousand. Five thousand. That's the max. Well, he's been fined more than that. I thought when I when I looked this up earlier. Twenty twenty one. He got three games and a ninety one thousand dollar forfeiture of of a salary for a slew footing at someone on Vancouver. I thought I read he was fined ten grand for it in the past. Now maybe the CBA has changed, but I, I thought I had read that before too. So okay, five is the maximum amount of a fine. I'm not telling you he should have missed like. I'm sure he's learned his lesson. Yeah, no, no, totally. I mean, he's obviously <laughs> this is like learned his, his lesson. go-to at this point. I'm just rewatching the videos. Yeah, so, okay, I, I, maybe I have my numbers wrong, but I said his last suspension was last February, because, again, Marchand is back to where he's suspended pretty much every year, so he was due for one of these. He was suspended six games last February. 
His last suspension for a slew foot was three games in 2021. He was fined two other times. I see $10,000 in 2017 and then 2500 in 2011, but maybe the maximum fine has changed because he, of the CBA or whatever. He got a $5,000 fine for slashing uh, Pyotr Kochikov in the uh, uh, Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah. Is is it the same? I don't think. I think one's more egregious. They than weren't the other. in the conference finals, actually. or well, the, the whatever it was the Carolina. Yeah, yeah so the first round. But just I, look, I, I'm surprised with his history. He only gets a fine here, but that's obviously good news for the Bruins. Obviously, yeah, it's good news for them. And listen, I was just thinking about this too. You brought in a couple of guys who have no problem like fighting in the middle of an offensive attack in the zone. You know what I mean? Like Garnett Hathaway, as much as I like his toughness, can go way off the rails. Orloff, too. I mean, both of those guys, I wonder if they're maybe going to be, I don't want to say bad influences on Brad Marchand because he's older than them, but like, Enablers. I wonder if he's going to like, yeah, be an enable, like bring that out of him. You <laughs> no, know? or like, no, I get that. Do because, it, Marchand. No, but I get it. If Marchand. Two little devils on his shoulder. Can Marchand help himself if. The intensity gets ratcheted up yeah. and the chippiness gets ratcheted up. Can Marshan help himself? The answer is probably no. And so the more chippy guys you have, you want that in the postseason. You want guys who play with edge in a heavy game. And Har- uh, Garnett Hathaway definitely plays that way. Orlov plays that way, despite his small frame. They play with edge. They have a toughness to them. There's a heaviness to their game. Fine. Can Marshan, does Marshan need more guys like that or less around him? Because the more that are around him, the more things escalate. And he can't help himself when things escalate. <laughs> like last night, he can't. Over well, ideally, like over his in, whole career, he can. instead of Brad Marsh, you know, I don't know, copying a three game suspension when you need him, it's like, hey, Garnett, why don't you go take one for the team, new yeah, guy? I mean, maybe. Oh, so like, he's going to send him in as a mercenary. Well, yes, like, exactly. Well, hopefully, I do. Like, I'd much rather lose Hathaway than Marshan right. in a playoff series, obviously. So I don't know if it works that way in his mind. Though. I, I don't know that he can help himself. It's, he's like Missoula in that way. Like, I, I don't think Missoula. <laughs> Madman. I don't think Missoula saw Neesmith and was like, oh, I better, I'm going to go have fun with Aaron Neesmith. I, I think he just saw loose basketball and was like, I'm fighting this guy until the death because I'm Joe Missoula and I see red right now. I think that's what happens with Marshan. He sees red. So do you think he dodged a bullet? 617-779-7937, along with all your other thoughts here uh, on the Bruins. We talked some Celtics. We're going to talk Red Sox coming up. I want to get to the Patriots, though, now uh, that we gave you that Marshan news because they have a new, like, I don't know, uh, docu-series? What's even call this? Episodic uh, series that's going to be running on Patriots.com. Right, it's part of it's it's KSP. It's a craft uh, sports production, and it's going to be called the uh, Building the Patriots. Thank you, Building the Patriots, and it's all about their off season. This off season, it's like making a murderer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right. I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to be too many episodes and not enough information, episode to episode. So I saw this and I'm like, okay, maybe there's some potential for it. Arkan, I know you actually were pretty interested in it, right? Yeah, I'm interested in it just in the fact that they're doing it because the last time a camera followed around the Patriots like at all was 2009, I think, right? For the job series? For the. um, No, 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 no. You're thinking. In like the preseason? No, the Bengals. Remember, the Bengals controversy was because of the Do Your Job series that yeah, they were doing. That's true. They were doing the Do Your Job. And even series. still, they were filming all that draft stuff with like. So they'll they'll film their own stuff. They'll do that. But like the NFL Network and NFL Films was around in two thousand nine. I don't think this is that. I think this is this is an in house. This production. is a craft sports. So production. this it is does. more like the Do Your Job. Series. It seems yeah. a lot more behind the scenes and really more sort of hands on than some of those other ones were. Did anyone watch any of those KSP like scouting videos? Like, is I'm anyone sure. going to watch this? I think people are going to watch this because right now the offense is in such disarray that people are going to want to see. And I think this is why Kraft's doing it. Transparency. All right, Bill, you don't just get to do it all in secret anymore. We get to see what the steps are and what the process is.
this is. Well, Maybe it is, but it's something for the fan. That's why Kraft wants this. Yeah, and I don't. And I, I would side more with Mego on this. I don't think it's being transparent. I think it's avoiding real transparency. Yeah. Avoiding yeah, accountability. Too, yeah. I think it's changing the narrative is what I is what I think they're attempting to do. Now there might be interesting audio in there, or maybe it'll just be you know so pro patriots and so transparent that we'll all see right through it. But Mike Cadlick, CLNS, I guess has watched the first episode. I looked around for it earlier today. I didn't see it when I looked. Maybe I'm an idiot, or maybe it wasn't out yet. It's out now. So Mike Cadlick watched it. And he has a pretty interesting observation. Uh, Ryan, how should I set this up? Should I read the tweet first or should we hear the audio first? Um, let's read the tweet first and then we can play the audio. Okay. The tweet from Mike Cadlick. Uh, I'll paraphrase here because I don't have it right in front of me. I have it. You do. Thank Mike you. Cadlick tweeted an interesting quote slash observation from episode one of Building the Patriots. Uh, quote, the last few senior bowls have produced three players that have made significant contributions to New England. That would be Cole Strange. Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar, and he notes at the bottom, Mac Jones was at the Senior Bowl in 2021. There was no mention. Okay, so hang on. The last few Senior Bowls have produced three players that have made significant contributions to New England. I'm assuming that's like a narrator saying that? Yes. Okay, so we're going to hear this now. Cole Strange at the Senior Bowl in 2022. Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar at the Senior Bowl in 20. Mac Jones was at the Senior Bowl in 2021. He didn't play. He was in full uni. But he was there. He was part of the Senior Bowl. He did interviews and, I don't know, maybe drills, maybe not drills. Maybe he was hurt that week. But he was at the Senior Bowl. he had an ankle injury. Okay. So a narrator says their last contributors have all been a part of the Senior Bowl. Let's hear it. The last few Senior Bowls have produced three players who have made significant contributions to the Patriots. 2022 first-round pick Cole Strange, he played in the Senior Bowl, as did 2020 second-round pick Kyle Duggar as well as 2020 second-round pick, Josh Uche. Produced okay. is interesting. Else. So hey. what, do, what, do you, what do you make of that? Mac Jones's name is not mentioned. What do we make of it? It's strange. It is strange. It's notably strange because when the way that it was worded was the Super Bowls have produced these players. It's Sen- not... Senior Bowl, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> senior Bowl. The uh, last few Senior Bowls have produced three players who have made significant contributions to the Patriots. Okay, so, I mean, Mac Jones was a part of the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. He didn't play, but right? He didn't play because he had no, the ankle. So, here, so here's, I guess, the pushback, and Ryan was just filling in the gaps for me here. Here's the pushback from Patriots fans. They're saying, well, he didn't play. It's not a sign they're trading him. He didn't play. Why are you overreacting? Gall. Like, that's what I hear when I, when uh, I hear Patriots fans. just about right. But yeah. that's not uh. what they said. They said the Senior Bowl produced. Right. It's not like these guys were born in the Senior Bowl. Here's- it's not like this is the first time. Oh, it's the first time they ever played football. The Senior Bowl created Kyle Duggar. No, they were part of the pageantry of the game which and everything. Which Mac Jones was. Which Mac Jones was. He, just, he was part of the week. He, he didn't play injured. in the game, but he was part of the week. But nobody would, like, single that out and go, actually, Mac Jones didn't play in the Senior Bowl because of, he was injured. And so, therefore, you can't say that the Senior Bowl produced Mac Jones okay. because it actually, it was after the Senior Bowl that Mac Jones was produced. So this is a Kraft Sports production. Th- that means it's approved by the team. It's approved by the Crafts, I mm-hmm. think. So we should read into Mac Jones not being a part of that, right? Does that make it more or less likely? Are, are you are you more open to the idea of the Patriots trading Mac Jones than you were before you found this out? No, I'm not. You're not anymore? But I am more Not even open. incrementally more? No, but Why I not? am But I am open to the idea that they're not super high on him. Uh, like, somebody's like, what about Mac? Mac didn't even play. 
Okay, but he was still in it. No, he didn't play. Let's not get into it. Yeah, maybe they just don't think he's made significant contributions. Well, do you think Cole well, Strange that. has made more significant contributions to the Patriots than Mac Jones has in two good, years? Good counterpoint by Ryan. No, no, I don't. No. Like, I'm bumping Cole Strange to bring up that Mac Jones, along with Josh Uche and Kyle Duggar, whoever else they mentioned, have made significant contributions to this team instead of Cole Strange. I think it's a very interesting it's omission. Odd. Arkan? I like the idea that players spawn at the senior bowl like a, like a yeah. tadpole, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they just, like, grow up out of the like ground. xenomorphs. Like, um, like salmon. Yeah, I don't know if that makes them more likely to... I don't know. It seems more like a... More uh, likely. Doesn't mean they're trading. Like, aren't you more open to the idea that the Patriots could be trading him because they purposefully left him out of this video? Uh, yes. I was, I was already sort of on that train anyway, so I don't know if this really changes much for me. Okay, well, I, it, look, I, I think it's possible they trade him. Like, I, I fully respect the reporting of Tom Curran, and, like, I trust Tom Curran. I know he's very plugged in. But I, I think there's a chance they could trade him because you can upgrade, and if you can upgrade, you should be open to trading somebody like Mac Jones. I find it very interesting he's left out. And I, as somebody who already thought he could move, think it's even more likely after I see this. It doesn't mean he's going to move. It means they're keeping open the option to say, if we trade him, we don't want this blowing up on us. We don't want people throwing this clip back in our face where it's, well, he's a big contributor, and we just talked up the Senior Bowl, and now we're trading him away. Like you know, twenty twenty two first round pick Cole Strange. You don't have to claim that you were all that high on him. You could say, eh, we weren't that high on him. You know, you could change that narrative retroactively, where if there's audio from the team saying they loved him and he's a big contributor to the team, it's ultimately it's very, hard to walk that one back. It's ultimately very strange because it's very transparently PR that they're trying to do to set the narrative from the crafts of what how the Patriots are getting back to greatness just through this offseason. It's only going to take this offseason. And so for Mac Jones not to be part of it in that little clip, again, we haven't seen the episode, but in that little clip, it's notably strange. Yeah, I think so too. 617-779-7937. What do you make of it? Are we reading too much into it? Can the Patriots move Mac Jones? Do they give themselves some wiggle room with this video? And we'll get back to choose your weirdo with the Red Sox since there's a lot of options. We discussed Tristan Cassis earlier today. We really should get to High and Bloom right after trending with Christian Arkin. Now back to Jones and Mego. I'm going to be wearing a Marcus Smart jersey and no pants. On WEEI. So as a result, has some of the criticism that you've gotten sort of pissed you off because of maybe it's coming from fans that don't quite understand the process or people that don't understand the process? No, because we sucked last year. So, you know, you're going to get criticism when that happens. Uh, that's part of the deal. Um, if we don't like it, we just got to be better. So I don't really, you know, I can't sit here and get pissed off at, at criticism. We're in a business with a scoreboard. So there's something we can do about that. And when we don't execute on it, we're going to get criticized and we deserve it. So you really, you know, can't sit here and get, and get pissed. It doesn't mean I agree with all of it. That doesn't mean I think all of it is quote unquote fair, but you know, you can't sit here and complain because you know, if it's wrong, we got to go prove it wrong. And uh, we didn't do a very good job last year. Hi, I'm Blue. On Monday, I believe with Rob Bradford here on WEEI. He was uh, filling in as we were off on President's Day. Jones and Mego with Arkan here till 6 on a Friday. We got your phone call, 617-779-7937. So, uh, Haim Bloom was part of a feature in the Boston Globe today that I know Mego caught your eye. We already discussed Tristan Cassis, his odd habits, sunbathing, taking long naps in front of his locker in the Red Sox clubhouse, 
Uh, what else would he do? What else? What else? What else? Oh, well, of course, he's uh, painting his fingernails now, which is definitely not a look at me thing at all. That has nothing to do with we that. We want Just, privacy. Yeah, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's exactly who he sounds like. <laughs> you know, Harry and Meghan on the, the last week's South Park episode is exactly what he sounds like. And, you know, sunbathing, you're just totally sunbathing out in the outfield before Stop a game. Stop looking at me. Yeah, just, just because it feels nice. That's totally why you're doing it. It's not a look at me thing. It has nothing to do with that. No, 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 no. So we already covered Tristan Cassis in Mass Live. Good reporting by Mass Live. I don't want to say the reporter's name anymore because apparently I can't say it. Chris Cotillo. Uh, Cotillo? <laughs> Codillo. Cosillo. Uh, but when it comes to High and Bloom, I know this feature jumped out to you in the Globe from uh, Stan Grossfield today. Yes, he spent the day with Heim Bloom. And he wrote, he did, I, I, I guess he got up with him at like 6 a.m. And just a few anecdotes in this jumped out at me. Okay. The first one being, now so I'm not. A, so it's a day in the life of Heim Bloom. Yeah. Okay. Down at spring training. Yep. I'm not sure how he decided or the editor decided like these are the anecdotes that should be left in to humanize Heim Bloom because they're very strange. <laughs> For starters, he he goes to the uh, lakeside, I believe, like house that Heim Bloom is renting. His wife and his kids aren't down there yet, but he's oh, eager for them to get down there. That's that's got to be so nice. You're Man. just down. You're well, just down in Florida. No so, wife, no kids. Oh my god, that's about the awesome. great game of baseball. Listen to this. I could do without that, but otherwise, that's a, otherwise that sounds great. <laughs> because they're not down there yet. Uh, who who's the? It's Stan Grossfeld. I believe Stan Grossfeld. He writes, Bloom has only brought non-perishable items. The place is immaculate. And the only items on the counter are the bare essentials. A brick of toilet paper <laughs> and an unopened bottle of 100-proof bourbon. I mean, that, that, <laughs> sounds, that sounds like every college dorm I ever lived in, right? I mean, that's, that's, like, that's like a college dorm room. It's like, what do we need? Toilet paper and booze, you know, like and Hot Pockets. Like, that's just the, like, yeah, he's got a brick of toilet paper and some booze. What is a brick of toilet paper? <laughs> uh, like one of those big things, you know? Like, like when you get like a bunch of like 12 rolls all in one, that's a brick of toilet keep paper? Keep in mind, so, yeah. it's just for him. That's yeah. It's oh, like it just paints a picture of like what is Heim Bloom yeah, somebody, doing when he's not working with the somebody Red Sox? check that guy's diet or or who knows maybe he's maybe he's like an overwiper maybe he's an overwiper maybe he really likes to he be he makes clean. like the glove you know Clocks yeah exactly yeah, yeah yeah maybe maybe I don't know I hope he's not I hope he's not throwing his, his uh, flushable wipes down the toilet I would say but it sounds like he's going toilet paper so here's another early takeaway I want to highlight um, he writes he's at the ballpark by six thirty a.m. Running five kilometers around Fenway South. Okay, so I run I run a five k. I like to say two or three times this a week. Is, but first it's, of all, this is weird. Okay, so why I, are but, you measuring yourself in kilometers? Is that miles. <laughs> Come on. I don't know because I. Somebody, are you doing a road race yeah, every somebody, day? Somebody gave me this running loop a few years ago, and I've just followed through on it. It's a good question. Why do I run a five k? Like I, I don't know. we when we but first what is, met, we were talking. And we were talking about running, and you said, oh, well, I run a 5K a few times a week. And I run, I'm like, I run a 5K loop. I don't know. It's, I didn't what, say anything to you, but in the moment, I was is, like, that's what a What is a 5K? It's like that. three inches, right? Point three two. point, yeah. Okay, 3. well, then, and that's why I say 5K, because it's more than three. What am I going to say? Oh, I run 3.2 miles every day. Why don't you just say you run about three miles? What sounds weirder? 5K Five, or 3.2? 5K. 5K sounds like you're going to an organized event. Uh, like does, we're doing a 5K for hunger. It does sound like that. Why do you think they call it that instead of a 3.2? 
Because you say run three, three point, miles. Because 3.2 like sounds weirder. Well, it's, it's, my loop is longer than that. What do you want from me? But so anyway, so I, I run this a couple. I like to say three times a week, but it's really more Okay, like so I'm, I'm going to need to get your get your comparison. No, that's, that's what I was going to so say. So he goes to the ballpark at 6.30 a.m. Runs he runs 5K. a 5K around yeah, Fenway run. South. <laughs> and then it, he writes, the Yale graduate in classics, Latin, listens to a one-hour podcast on double speed so he can complete it during his 30-minute run. Yeah, so that's slow. I would not That say, is slow. I would not say I'm super fast, but I'm running under 25. I heard five, that what he listens 5K. to is just Meg-splaining over and over again. Yeah. Every show. So every like, one of them. What am I running? Like, eight-minute miles? Like, I'm not running very fast when I do it. I run... 5K? I, like, that 30 minutes, that's well over nine-minute miles. No, I know his is. It's 10 minutes. No, because it's about. not exactly. Well, I said it's well over nine. Well, it's well over nine. That's true. It We're is well both over right. It's pushing ten, but <laughs> but I'm but I am I'm like that's eight. really slow. Is twenty five? How do you feel about twenty five? Is that slow? No, I feel like that's that's, like, that's a nice pace. I feel like that's not bad Good for you. That's a good pace. I Thank walk you. a twenty five minute mile. Thank you. And I'm like, yeah, this is kind of slow. I can probably pick it up a little bit. Twenty four is eight minutes, so you're doing yeah, you're doing eight twenties. About hey, that's a good pace there, Jones. It's about eight minute miles. That's eight twenty. That's an eight twenty mile. Thank you. I only do it twice a week. I like. I mean, it's eight and a third. I'm not going to say it's eight minute miles. I like. No, it's not that. Well, but it's longer than three miles. I don't think there's like a 750 that you toss in there. Somebody do the math for me. But yeah, that's 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 usually where I am. Yeah, unless I'm feeling real sluggish. But yeah, so I'd smoke I'd smoke him in a five in a five. We both would. Or excuse me, in about a three mile run. We I'd should smoke go him. down there and what's we your, should see when he what's starts your pa- and just start running. What's next the mega pace? Um, faster. Without my dog? Yes, no dog. Uh, without my dog, I'm usually sub eights. Usually. Usually. But with my dog, we go slower. Okay. We oh do boy. like almost eight thirties. So well, don't don't, like, don't ask me. I don't like how she said that. But yeah. so you're you're still smoking high and with the dog. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah My no dog's chance. like right. lifting. It's like, like the it, pee, even though she's a be... girl dog, which is something we have to explore. But she's doing that, and then we're still smoking. But it's high. supposed to be. It's supposed to be like a, a sick humble brag by Hyam Bloom. Right? Oh, like yeah. he's like, oh, yeah. he's, he's like, up at 6.30 doing a 5 I'm at 6.30 crushing podcasts on double speed, doing my run. So, it's like supposed to be like a sick humble brag, but that's really slow. Speaking of sick brags, like it my, I, I don't think I'm super fast, and that's I I would blow that out of the water. Yeah, they go through a bunch of like staged, uh, uh, like meetings that the reporter can sit in on. Whatever, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. who cares? Um, late in the afternoon, he writes Bloom, general manager O'Halloran, and his teenage daughter Abby, and several uh, baseball operations team members head for a local playground for some pickup basketball. Bloom says he is, quote, incredibly unathletic. Yeah, judging <laughs> yeah. by the 5K. We, we already knew. Quote, I love baseball as a kid, but I sucked at it, he says. Comes out with, like, the rec specs, you know? <laughs> like, just for for the record, I, I didn't know his play. I knew he, like, didn't play in the minor leagues or in college or anything like that, but did I expect him to be good at sports? No, I did not expect that. Although no. I was not very good at sports either, mm. but I did not expect it from he's him. He's not like a small guy, though. Not that you can't be a no, small true. guy in athletic. But... He's, he's gangly. He's got some length to him. So yeah. the reporter here notes, tall and trim with long arms. It's not a stretch to think he's got some Kevin McHale-like post-up moves. Tall and trim is a nice way of saying gangly, by the way. That's like, that's like dressing up gangly. Quote, I might look the part until I start moving, he says. Teams are chosen and two spirited full court games are played. Full court. The local teams, teens, have no idea who they are facing. Teens. So they're playing against teens, teens. teenagers. Not teams, teens. teens, teenagers. Thank you, yes. Teenagers. <laughs> we, don't get the, we don't get an idea if this is like 18 and 19 year olds or like 13 and 14 year olds, by either, the way. Either way, not great. 
No. But that is a big 13, difference. 13, 14 Do you think the teens that are living in Fort Myers are like overly enamored by baseball personnel at this point? It's like every single right. year at this time. Uh, oh my God, is that Hyam Bloom? Oh, is that the chief of baseball course officer they don't of the know Red Sox? Who, until August when he gets fired? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. MG, that is totes B-O-H. I had to get a selfie. <laughs> Said nobody ever. Okay, let's continue. Bloom hustles, but he is guarded by a young stud. Lucky him. Who can dunk and blo- block shots like Robert Williams. Holy uh, sure. crap. Yeah, get, get, get G. Willikers down there to start scouting this out. <laughs> the Bloom O'Halloran team loses the first game, but in the second game, they went back for a second game yep. against the team. Well, he's competitive. I must say, lost the first game, so he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to lose this one game and be all done. No. Here's what happens in the second game. They rally. Bloom, scoreless in the first game, gets two buckets, blocks a shot, and makes a nifty pass in an upset win. I do like nifty passes. I bet it was a nifty pass. What do you think two buckets means? That's got to be like, those got to be layups putbacks where somebody else didn't hustle after a rebound like that's got to be when you say you say buckets we're not these we're not talking jump shots we didn't not, like cross them up and hit no 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 we're talking like you know he's just taller than the 13 year old he's standing next to him. he just grabbed the rebound and like stuck it back in well, okay how about blocking the sh- a teenager shot <laughs> he yeah, like well, swatted down some teenager and he's like yeah take that you punk i see I see a young whippersnapper. I see uh, NBA players do that at basketball camps all the time. Oh, it's like my favorite. Six-year-olds, yeah. Like it's Anthony Davis, idea. like, yeah, sure, go ahead and dribble on me. Boom! Send it. it into the crowd. It's funny. It. It's funny every time. It's a life lesson. Yeah. Two games, two buckets, one block, one nifty pass. That's Quick my O'Halloran, measure the angle of yeah. that <laughs> swatted block. Sounds like a Luke Cornett uh, stat line right there. <laughs> He's trying to block 13-year-old shots by jumping up and down like a <laughs> I saw this on TV once. It's the bloom block. It continues. uh, Quote, he's a grinder, says O'Halloran. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) The locals are unhappy. Damn, the kid who can dunk says to a teammate, we were up by eight and they are old. So can you teach guys how to grind or is that innate? (laughs) This is a grinder talk. This might be my favorite Red Sox uh, piece ever. Ever conceived. By the way, I'm not going to continue to read Those it. Those teams can read don't it. know how to hold on to a lead, huh? Nope. In the Boston Globe, but it ends. The story ends with him drinking the whiskey. Uh, he comes home and he yes. drinks the whiskey. No mention of the toilet paper, though. Well, because there was another line in there. <laughs> I like it. Like he downs a glass of whiskey, then picks up the brick of toilet paper and shuts the door to the bathroom. He's like, I'll see you later. Uh, pinch one off. <laughs> Got a date with you in here. <laughs> yeah, pinch one off. <laughs> Yeah, you crusty old sports writer. I'll see you later. And I mean a lot later because I need a lot of time. Uh, but wasn't there a line where he's like, I'm not a nerd? What was the line? No, he says, I'm a nerd. I'm not a robot. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a nerd. I'm not a robot. And What's you know it? who would say that? Yeah. A robot. Yeah. Chat G- I am a robot. Chat G- I am not a nerd. That. That, that's exactly what they would say. <laughs> it's like becoming like self-aware. It's like, I am not. I am not a robot. That's what I would say if I was a robot. Yeah. I like whiskey. (laughs) I like drinking human drinks (laughs) like other humans like to drink. I need this toilet paper. I like to be loved like a human. So food passes through my digestive system and I poop it out like a human. Like a human. That is why... Am a human. That's why I need 60 rolls of toilet paper. I run 5K, which is a thing that humans do. <laughs> maybe, maybe that is why he has the toilet paper, just like a humble brag. 
Like it's like, see, I use the toilet like a human. That's why, and that's just why it's on display, like a giant brick of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're onto a market, a hundred percent evidence. Uh, so anyway, all the other humans will respect how much I poop. <laughs> Bego's point is perfect. It's like, so these are the most humanizing things they could find about him. And like the, the most likable things they could find after a full day with he, high and blue. He blocks like, shots off a teenager and he drinks whiskey and, he and has a lot of toilet paper for yeah, himself. Yeah. And he, he runs he slow afford, as crap. He can afford it. He can afford a lot <laughs> yeah. of toilet paper. Not just any not just any amount of toilet paper, not some plebeian amount of toilet paper, a lot of toilet paper. A brick. Uh what was the other line in there about how uh Get that weak mess out my house, <laughs> local youth. <laughs> local youth. <laughs> what was the other quote? He's a grinder. The other quote was, I've also had a lot of people, uh, this is defending oh, how, this yeah. is defending his, uh, his, uh, him not being a robot in the job oh, he's doing. Are you talking about when he, he talks about how he doesn't really take what the local media says personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've also, I've had a lot of people who write, and say stuff on the radio will privately, who will privately dif- disavow and tell me they're performing. That was me. So I don't take any of <laughs> that. Was me that was me in one week, you? and I was like, "Hi, I'm listening." You like, want to come clean? All of this is just bullcrap. I don't mean yep. any of this stuff. I don't even know. I, don't I even watch am the angry at you because I am a human. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, maybe, maybe some stuff gets punched up from time to time on the radio. I like to think it's all, it's all rooted in some kind of real truth. Like, hi, I'm Bloom. You're not very good at your job. And then do we do we go from there and turn you into a robot? Maybe. But, like, it's rooted in you're not so good at your job so They're far. They're on to me. Yeah, like, that's like, I'm, that's not an act. Like, are you, you're a robot? Sure, we play that. I don't I don't literally believe you're a robot. Arcand is a charlatan. I don't I don't literally believe you're a robot. You got me there. Do I believe you're not so great at your job? Yes, that, that that's where that comes from. And is that is that what he's talking about? Or is somebody actually like, I am I am playing a part on the radio? Somebody told that to him? I don't know. Well, Arkan did, obviously. Yeah, I told him. We know who it was. I pulled the curtain back on this whole production. <laughs> Showed him how the sausage was made. Method actor Rob Bradford. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis actor Rob Bradford. And now it's like, now now they're becoming self-aware. Now that's how they become self-aware. Right. Because you, you show them the ropes a little bit. So we can blame Arkan for this robot insurrection. Did, okay. he, did, the, did the writer watch when he poured the whiskey in his mouth and did anything like... Mechanical fish like yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> starts a fire. I ah, delicious. So <laughs> I love the finish. <laughs> it's just smoking. So tasty. Delicious. Error. 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 Don't I drank a handle of whiskey and fried my interface. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, look, I, I I love how this is what's coming out with the Red Sox this offseason. Bunch of weirdos. Like, the owner is just, you know, completely delusional. This is your 2023 Boston Red Sox. Let's go to Mike in the car, waiting very patiently. Go ahead, Mike. Michael, Mike. hello? Ah, uh, Mike, you blew it. He says uh, Tristan Cassis is a kid just trying to make baseball less boring with painting his nails, I guess, is what uh, is what he was accomplishing. Oh, well, that'll get the kids out to the ballpark. Hey, everybody, <laughs> you want to go watch Tristan Cassis with his painted nails? Uh, Tristan Cassis with, like, his 190 batting average last year taking a bunch of walks. That's uh, Somehow that's not making baseball less boring. <laughs> Something tells me that's making baseball a little more boring is what it's doing. Uh, anyway, 617-779-7937. Uh, you can jump in line, Rich. Interface Keith. damaged from too much wild turkey. Error sign Cassis to 84. Year extension. <laughs> 
Rich Keefe comes your way uh, at the top of the hour. Again, 617-779-7937. You can jump in line for him, and we will wrap up the work week with Endgame next. Jones and Mego return after this on WEEI. This is Jones and Mego on WEEI. On WEEI. Y'all want to play a f***ing game? Game over, man. Game over. You little punk. Endgame is brought to you by Cars for Kids. Don't waste time trying to get rid of your older, broken car. Cars for Kids is the easiest, fastest way to donate your car and get a tax deduction. Go to carsforkids.org today. That's Cars with a K. It's time for Endgame. How, or, I, I, wait, I want to ask a question. Yes. How, how many times has Mega won this week? I feel like she's had... I feel like she's had a breakthrough. Is she, Two, has she, I want to say. Has she won no. every day? No, I think I won one, and then well, we, we tied. tied one. We tied yesterday. I think Tied. that's it. Oh Tied. yeah, you're one, one, and one. I it think. just feels unusual because I don't usually win. We're not giving you. I thought we gave her the win yesterday. The tie went to the previous day's Listen, winner. You don't need to give me the win, Jones. <laughs> I think Honestly. we we let her no, win. I, I mean, I think we do actually. I I disagree. I beg to differ. I think we do. All right, whatever. But okay, I thought you might have had a clean sweep going this week. That's why I asked. Every question today is about robots. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. That would be cool. Uh, but I did not do that. Uh, but I did have a question about Stan Grossfield's article. So here's question number one. Oh, crap. For Endgame. According to Stan Grossfield's article in The Globe, this is Haim Bot's whiskey of choice. Oh. This is the bottle of wit, the brand of I'm whiskey. I'm protecting my answer. That Haim Bloom purchased and put on the counter with it's all taking, his toilet paper. It's taking a lot of restraint for me to not go to our Slack channel and pull that up. Uh, uh, also, have we ruled out that High and Bloom is going to go out TPing people's houses in Florida? Because that's another reason why that people would, buy that with much With the local there. teams. Yeah. He could be doing that. Oh, uh, wait, something just jumped into my head. That is what humans do. I need to come up with the whiskey? The whiskey, yes. The uh, brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like what type of whiskey. No, I know, but hang on. He could do that too, I guess. It's all in there. It's all in the article. All right, looks like Megan's done. And it's just Let us get around. up wait, wait, wait. to some tomfoolery. I think I, remember, I think I, I think I actually remember this. All right, Jones done writing. Megan's done writing. Uh, we had a tie yesterday. Tie goes to Megan. So Megan, what do you got for the answer here on High and Bloom's whiskey of choice, according to Stan Grossfield's article? Whistlepig. Whistlepig is correct. It is Whistlepig uh, piggyback bourbon. Why is, uh, specifically what it was? But yes, didn't they say at one point it was hundred proof? Yeah. Yes. I, I know. I actually thought that too. So I wrote. At the I wrote. End, I wrote hundred proof. That's what I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't remember <laughs> that's the. It's not the name. No, of I it. know, but I thought that's all they wrote. I didn't. I thought maybe you, I didn't remember them saying an actual brand. I didn't remember it. Hundred nope. proof is what I thought they said. Megan takes a commanding one zero lead. All right. One hundred proof. What a nerd. Here we go. This uh, <laughs> question has to do with the Bruins trade, in particular, Garnet Hathaway, who was born in Florida, but when he was just a baby, his family moved to this New England state. Bonus points if you can oh, give me the town. Come on, I know this. Garnet Hathaway, a Florida man by birth, but at six months, his family moved to this New England state. Bonus points if you can tell me what town it is. State. I, I knew this. I actually knew this before the Bruins acquired him. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well. Yes. Yes, we'll yes, see, yes. We'll see what you knew. There's a lot of smugness coming through the other side of this glass. I did. Uh, Both of you seem very confident. In uh, I, I know this one. I'd, I'd bet the little money in Lucas's college fund on this. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very confident in, uh, in this Dude, one. There's kids practicing shooting behind you uh-huh. for some PLL thing. They are really bad. 
at shooting lacrosse balls. Oh, I was like, what is PLL? I, I thought it was maybe basketball and Hyam Bloom was going to uh, come into the screen and block a 13-year-old or something like that. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> All right, the question was, Garnet Hathaway, born in Florida. His family moved to this New England state when he was a baby. Bonus points if you can give me the town. Jones, you were very smug. What do you have? Yeah, Kennebunkport, Maine. Kennebunkport, Maine is correct. I got and it, too. Megan has that one, too. All right. Bonus points? Um, yeah, you both get the bonus points, so uh, congratulations there. All right, this one, uh, Jones, you need it to tie. <laughs> Megan, be, you can put him away here. I'll be honest, he is a little transparent with these. Because I, I, when the Bruins made the trade last night, I'm like, I better, I better get some inside info on these two. I, I was already, just reading up, and I was like, huh, Kennebunkport. I, I love already, Kennebunkport. I knew uh, just from going to Kennebunkport, I knew he was. Uh, was there like a statue there. of him there? Yeah, there's. it's uh, it's like Bobby <laughs> like Orr bushes Bobby Orr diving across the goal. <laughs> and, uh, and yes, and Garnett But it's Hathaway. him like yeah. hitting someone over the boards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's cross-checking somebody into the stands. <laughs> I remember the Hathaways. Came up here from Florida. Settled <laughs> uh, over in Kennebunkport. Uh, Wait, is it true? Long line of Hathaways. Is it true? Text line says Whistlepig is $160 a bottle? Yeah, Whistlepig is expensive. Okay, I'm not sure that makes Heim Bloom that relatable. I thought a whistle pig was a groundhog. I think I learned that from listening to Rich Keefe and Andy Hart. I, I think a whistle pig is a groundhog. Okay. A gopher. Don't know. Whistle pig. All so right. Na- but no, I am no. super relatable, <laughs> but fellow the, human. But the point is, you're naming your, you're naming your whiskey after a, a groundhog? Yeah. I guess. Sure. I guess if you're naming it after turkeys and stuff, those things are disgusting. So a, a, a wild turkey. Naming it after Old guys. Whistle, whistle pig. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. It's the only to name it after anything nice. I guess that's true. Um, all those scotches have weird names, like the Balwenny and like you know all the all the weird scotch names. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, all right, Jones, you need this one. Yes. You need this one to tie. Megan, you need this one to put Jones away and end the week on a high note. So here we go. Uh, without going over, including the fine today, how much money has Brad Marchand uh, been fined in his career? Without going over, if you both go over, it's whoever's closer. I swear to God, I just saw this on social Brad media. Brad Marchand, five thousand dollar fine today. Okay, so add that to the ledger you to know the it's running at total. At least five thousand. You know that's yeah. Don't go under five thousand. I don't want to give you too many hints. You don't want to go over. Uh, Marchand, I believe, is the most fined player in the NHL right now. He's been fined the most and suspended the most out of any active player. I believe I just read that. I think I saw this floating around, but now I'm second guessing myself. Okay. Uh, Megan is writing. This I, is a shot in the dark. I left a little wiggle room. I think I know the exact answer, but I, I'm afraid of you going You you know over. the exact answer? I do. Well, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Not like down to the decimal place. But, say there's like cents involved here. But like, I, I, I no, no, no. But I, uh, I backed it off a little bit because I don't want to go over. You what? I backed it off a little bit. Oh, you bit. backed it off a little yeah. bit. Yeah. What did you think I said? <laughs> I, thought you said I thought you said something else. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't, didn't, wasn't listening there. All right, looks like you're both done writing, thank goodness. And the question, once again, without going over, how much money has Brad Marchand been fined in his career? Jones, what answer do you have? I think it's $1.4 million, but I wrote $1.3 million. Okay. That is uh, under the actual total. One point four was before the five thousand today. Yes. So that would uh, push the tally up to one point nine. Oh wow! Million so I'm way under. So I was not close. I, I said one point eight. Oh! Wow! Wow! Bravo! Bravo! Sweep! That is tremendous. Wow! Very good. I thought I could have sworn I saw one point four today, but I guess uh, again I thought I saw. Oh my god! You know what? You did because I just. Oh my god! <laughs> I added Wait. the number wrong. Oh. I added the number wrong. 
I added five hundred thousand to it instead of five thousand. I'm so stupid. I can't. So then we tie. You no. Jones got it. Well, no, no, no. We no, we tie. We tie overall. Yes, we tie. You tied overall in the game. That's true because he got the last one. Yes, that's all I care about. One point four and one point four and twenty four. So yeah, adult arcade. I went. I I don't know why I did that. I went to one point nine instead of. uh, I added five hundred thousand instead of five thousand. That's just me being. Me being dumb at the end of the show. Uh, yeah, Jones gets that one, Megan. It's a tie here, I guess. Should we do some kind of tiebreaker? I'm trying no. to think of what a good tiebreaker would nah, be. It's been three. I haven't. I can't beat her. It's been three days since I since I could beat her. That's true. There you go. That's it's true. A good, it's a good little running. Uh, good little running thing you got good going on there, Megan. Good little thing you got there, That's kid. A cute, it's a cute little run you're it's on a there. Cute is, little uh, thing is what it is. I can't okay. believe I added the wrong. <laughs> I can. I can. I was I really can't. No, can I thought, it. man, I have That's such okay. a great question here, and then I did the math wrong. It's quite on brand, honestly. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's, but I, I was very confident. That's what I read earlier, and I said, "Huh, boy, I'm just I'm I I did not. I don't pay for the Globe, so I didn't read the full story there. So I I didn't read that. Expose. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, I, I I say this many times. Like, uh, uh pay for you work for a newspaper. Were you one of these? Pay your writers. I'm like, no, 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 John Henry, pay your writers or whoever owns the Herald or whoever owns the app. Like, you pay your writers. I'm not I'm not paying for them. You pay should your pay them. salespeople to sell ads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know what's free? Radio. Uh, radio's free, at least these days. We have to buy a radio. Yeah, ra- ra- radio's, radio's free. Now nah, it comes free in your car. Radio's free. So it's like, you we know, have I'm, have not, a car. I'm, not pay- I'm not paying for your globe online. No, thank you. So I missed out on the whistle pig. Arcan, you shouldn't feel bad. Today I picked I up my curling iron by the wrong end. <laughs> oh, no. And I can't feel my pinky. Wow. I don't That's like pulling a blue flake on, on the cornballer. Yeah. yeah, no, it really was. <laughs> you don't have any fingerprints? You can commit a bunch of crimes now, Mega. They'll never gonna, catch you. I, yeah. I was just going to say, the pinky. my antenna went up when she's like, oh, I'm just weirdly, oddly losing my fingerprints. Hmm. Where are they going? And by the way, I have an international trip planned. Yeah. By the I, way, sleep with one eye open tonight. Because <laughs> no one's ever going to catch me. I have a bunch of gold cougarans in my car. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. That's our week. Can't, I, can't, I can't seem to beat Mego in, uh, in Endgame. But a uh, productive week nonetheless. Short week nonetheless. Uh, President's Day. Rich Keefe comes your way here at the top of the hour. 617-779-7937. You can jump in line to talk to Rich. We will talk to you after the weekend on Monday at 2 here on WEEI. Get that weak mess out my house, young person. The Red Sox Station. Red Sox win it! Win it! W-E-E-I. Can you believe it? Win it! New England Sports Original. Original.